Hey guys, welcome to Wisdom's Echo. This is Stephen McKee. Um, <clears throat> today I want to talk just a little bit about something that's been on my heart to do with really about how we're going to see people set free. And this is really personal in a way because not long ago my best friend from school, we've known each other from well, since I was three years old. And he he died, basically, of alcoholism. And and another friend before that, a few years before that, died of the same thing. And, and it's been stirring up things in my heart. And, and we've got Grant and Samantha Mahoney staying with us, and we're having all these amazing conversations about the power of God and, like, reading stories... About, for example, A. A. Allen um, seeing such incredible miracles. Um, there was one where a, a, a single mother brought a, a baby child who who had so many diseases and he was crippled and couldn't see and blind and all sorts. It was the greatest miracle A. A. Allen ever saw, and he just held the baby in his arms and wept. And suddenly the bones and the tongue, everything began to click into place, crack into place. um, Perfect eyes began to grow. And the the baby was made perfectly well. And at that moment, there was so much power and faith in the room that all the people in wheelchairs began to jump out the wheelchairs. Suddenly those who were deaf began to run to the altar and throw their... Um, the the hearing aids in the altar and sticks and everyone, every single person in the room got healed and set free. And we did stories like that, and that was from the maybe nineteen forties, fifties, part of the healing revival in America, and and just reading stories like this and having all these conversations, and and just wondering why, why are we not seeing that? And the Lord gave me a scripture, and it's a well-known scripture. We've all seen this scripture and read it maybe a hundred times and or a thousand times. But it, you know what it's like when the Lord speaks, and it can be the same word that you've heard over and over, but suddenly it's not just in your head anymore, it's in your heart. And it's from Isaiah 61, and I just want to read it. And it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God. And it really struck me that Christ, who is the greatest example, he is our model, of what it is to be a mature son. He was a man even though he was God. And he was a mature son. Because the Lord spoke to him. When he was being baptised. And in the Mount of Transfiguration. And said this is my weos son. Which means mature. He was the ultimate example of a mature son. But he needed something on him. Which was the spirit of the sovereign Lord upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me. And it really struck me that we need, like never before, an anointing to see people 
set free. Uh, now, I have seen, I live in Scotland, and there's so much drug addiction, alcoholism, there's so many people who are prisoners, so many people who are captive to so many things. And that's not just in Scotland, it's across the whole planet. And what I'm hungry for is to be anointed to set the captives free. Like, what is the anointing? Well, obviously, it's the presence, it's the power. It's almost like the ability, the ability to set people free. Let's imagine people coming in addicted to drugs or alcoholism or whatever it might be. Like my friend, and, and my friend who just died a few months back, he believed in Jesus. He, he would send me scriptures and he really loved God, but he couldn't get free. He couldn't get free. And I believe what God wants to do is to have a people who have the ability, if you like, the anointing, the power, the authorization from heaven to set the captives free. An anointing to set them free. I'm not satisfied with where we are. I'm not satisfied with what we've got. I'm not satisfied with just head knowledge. A lot of what we've got is just head knowledge. We, we know a lot of things about the Bible. We know a lot of things about Scripture. We know a lot of things about, who knows, the courtrooms of heaven or the councils of heaven or whatever. I've heard it all. But what I'm looking for is an anointing to set the captives free. There's so many people round about us, wherever you live, that don't need just mere words. They don't need just a good preacher, a good teacher, a good sermon. They don't need more knowledge. They need an anointing upon us. Like Jesus said, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord. The Ruach, the breath, the manifest presence, the very breath of Yahweh to be upon us. And not just visitation, but actually upon, remain. When John the Baptist recognised Christ, it was because he saw the dove, the Spirit, coming upon Christ and remaining. There's a place in God where we will experience habitation. That place where the Spirit the Ruach, the breath, the manifest presence of God. That's what I'm looking for. I've always been looking for that. I'm not satisfied, and you shouldn't be satisfied either, with just knowledge about all these things. We need the breath of God upon us. The Ruach of the Sovereign Lord. Now how does the Spirit remain in us? It remains in us when we make Him Lord. There has to be a yieldedness, there has to be a surrender. There has to be a time where we die to ourselves, where we take up our cross daily. Because he has to become Lord for the Sovereign Lord, for the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord to remain upon us. And I am just so hungry for this at this moment because it's become real to me. And as I, as I sat with my wife Emma... With Grant and Samantha, we've been talking about these things so much, and just been getting excited. Yeah, we're getting almost dissatisfied in a way as well, but also excited because we know there's something available. There's something coming. There's something more. And when I say more, it's not even really new. It's ancient, and we just need the breath of God. The the very breath, the Ruach of God to come upon us 
so that we can experience that anointing that will set people free. Like, what is it they had in the 1940s and 50s in the healing revivals? Like, William Branham could take someone's hand and tell them everything about their life and their name and address and where they came from. And then he would just say, you are healed. And they were completely healed. Like, they had something that we don't have. They had an anointing from the Holy One. In fact, William Branham, he locked himself in a... I don't know if it was it was some kind of hut in the mountains and said he was not moving until he, he met God. Like, that kind of hunger, that kind of radicalness, if you like, crazy generation, a wildfire generation who's willing to seek God, to really know him until we're anointed. Because otherwise all we've got is words. Like, the Pharisees, in a way, we think we're better than the Pharisees. The Pharisees just have just had words, they just had arguments, they just were... Yeah, they knew the scriptures, but they, they didn't know the anointing, they didn't know Christ the anointer. And that's also what we need, it's not just the anointing, it's not just the substance of something, of the presence of God, it's actually Christ the anointed one. We need to be walking under the breath of God, under the anointing of Christ the anointed one, walking in the power, like Paul. He said, I did not come to you with persuasive words of men or man's wisdom, but I came in power and demonstration. We need that demonstration in these days. Like, the world is not going to listen to us with our nice messages or, or, or good downloads or good revelation or good chalkboard um, pictures of what we've been seeing in heaven or something like that. The world is only going to listen to us when they see the anointing, when they see the power of God, when they experience the manifest breath of God, when they experience the power of God, the love of God, the conviction of God, the fear of God, the realm of holiness, the manifestation of God where you could speak one word and 20 miles away people come under the very words that you're speaking. Like George Whitfield. He could speak in a mile and a half away. People could hear his voice one and a one mile and a half away supernaturally because he spoke under the unction of heaven. What is the unction of heaven? It's the anointing. It's coming under something of the spirit and breath of God where it's no longer you but Christ in you, the anointed one coming upon you. And I'm desperate for this. I don't know about you. I am desperate for this. We need to seek this. We mustn't be satisfied. I done a, a podcast a few weeks ago and it was all about do not be satisfied. Don't settle. Do not settle just for knowledge. I, I tr- I've travelled the world and not so much in the past couple of years but I've travelled the world and I've seen people satisfied with just knowledge, with just another seminar, with another revelation, with another teaching. And you can sit at the table with people and they'll tell you all the stuff that they've heard and all the amazing revelation. But actually, it's not changed very much. Society's not changed. Culture's not changed. Our cities are not changed. We need a good old-fashioned anointing from the Holy One. And I challenge you to go after that, to ask God to anoint you, to set the captives free. I mean, probably whoever's listening to me, some of your family are in desperate need of God and maybe don't even believe in God. People run about as our loved ones, people we love. 
They're not going to listen to our nice words or nice revelations or nice sermons. They need someone to be anointed. We need to be that someone. We need to be the anointed ones. We need to, like the saints of old, like the Celtic saints who were in a cave. St. Columba actually lived in a cave for two years before he ever went to the island of Iona. And I'm not saying you have to live in a cave, but what I'm saying is we need to be desperate for God. We need to be desperate for that anointing of the Holy One. We need to see the manifestation of God. Like, I always talk about the two old ladies in the Isle of Lewis in the Hebrides in Scotland, 1949. One blind, one riddled with arthritis, like in their 80s. And they prayed till the power of God came. The elders prayed and said, Lord, your name is at stake, your honour is at stake. And suddenly the whole barn shook and a power was loosed in the whole of Barvis, a whole, a whole region. And hundreds of people run to the church because the fear of God came. They come under the unction of heaven. They come under an anointing. We need that anointing. But not just a gift. No. We need to come under the anointed one. Christ himself. We need the manifestation of Christ. But I encourage you to seek God for that anointing. For your loved ones. For yourself. So that we can preach not just nice sermons, but we can actually speak and people will jump out of wheelchairs. We can speak and people with no legs will suddenly grow legs. We can speak and people who have, who have maybe no eyeballs and their eyeballs will grow. This is the kind of thing that's going to happen, but we need to be anointed. It's not going to happen with our good gifts, with our good sermons, with our good messages. But it will happen as we seek God, like the saints of old, for an anointing from God. This is Stephen McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo.